Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome back, JC. We had Sonny with us here yesterday. We played Sonny singing uh, God Bless America. <clears throat> nice. She's a really amazing, uh, talented young lady, and I love having her on the show. And our Liberty First chat room loves, uh, loves having her as well. She's a good singer. She is, and she can play the guitar, and she can even dance, and she's she's pretty talented young lady. Plus, very, very smart and very, very pretty, I think. Anyway, just to get started today, thank you everybody for joining us. We've got uh, all of our, our chat room is filling up. So if you're with us, go ahead and hop in the chat room. We always have some really good discussions going on in there. And uh, we pay attention to what you say. And uh, thank you for noticing, Gabrielle, that I got a haircut. <laughs> it's a little bit to get used to, but thank you for noticing. Um, JC. We are going to be in Lincoln County, Capitan, Capitan, New Mexico, uh, teaching a Liberty Summit this Saturday. Uh, Lincoln County Fairgrounds Barn, Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. That's coming up. It's an all-day event. Starts at 9 a.m., goes to 5 p.m., and you can see here what we have is government overreach. Uh, JC is going to be teaching righteous resistance. And then we have our three-hour workshop, Educate, Organize, and Activate. It's an activism class teaching people what, they, uh, what are the most effective ways to educate, uh, what do we need to be educated on, how do we organize, and then how do we get activated for a successful uh, restoration of the principles of America. Mm -hmm. If you are not liberty over, how can you be liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality if you're missing the education on liberty, principle, and truth? And so that's what we're doing in Gonna New Mexico. Going to be a great day. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing everybody there. Thank you, Matthew. I love my boots too. <laughs> Very comfortable. You have, how do they know what boots you have on? In the picture. Oh, in the picture. I was like, JC's got no boots. <laughs> how do they see that? <laughs> He's like, no, my wife is, never mind. <laughs> She's got her hair dyed from blonde today. Stop it. It's not funny. <laughs> Well, we have a message today. Remember, Sunny in, uh, uh, is busy also working with me as a legal assistant, but she's also busy making these great graphics to help educate. Uh, we put them up on social media. Remember, I'm not on Twitter. I was kicked off in August, and now they won't even let me even see Twitter. If I, if I try to pull up Twitter, it, it tells me I'm not allowed to look at Twitter. I can't even look at Twitter. It's just crazy. Anyway, so we are not on Twitter, but we are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn. And this is our quote for the day from Richard Henry Lee. Are they making fun of me in the chat room? No, I, I just, I take it you showed the uh, yes. we, church pictures we, yesterday. We showed the picture <laughs> of you with your, your, your uh, quite dapper outfit there. Yeah. There, there was, there was lots of enthusiastic comments and <laughs> they were like, yeah, for a white guy, <laughs> Fly for a white. That's, that's, a song. Song. <laughs> that's a song. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody saw JC in his, in his very dapper suit with his cane and the, the I, I was telling, uh, telling everybody he had, well, he had a cane with, a uh, with a, blue crystal cut like a diamond cut crystal on it i bet i have like that a glass doorknob picture yeah i said it looked more like something that you might find on a you know in a murder mystery show about uh there we go we'll go ahead and put it up there just so in case you missed it yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you missed it, you're wondering what's happening in the chat room. 
Here's JC in his uh, River Derby suit, blue suspenders, powder blue dress pants, a powder blue hat with a nice cobalt blue feather out of it, which matches the cobalt blue suspenders and bow tie, and a cane with a looks cobalt. more like it's not cobalt, though. It's more like cotton candy. Okay. Cotton candy. Cobalt's that really dark blue. So it's more like a cotton candy blue diamond cut doorknob. <laughs> so anyway, there you have it. If you missed yesterday's show, that's that's good time. It was, it, was, a good, it, was good day. it was a very good great day. Food. Great, yes, very good day. Very great food. It was a <laughs> blessed event. But anyway, Richard Henry Lee tells us we are not only to guard against what men will do but even against what they may do. Men in high public offices are in stations where they gradually lose sight of the people and do not often think of attending to them except when necessary to answer private purposes. And so then in that post, I give a little education on the limited, the very limited nature of, of the power delegated to the federal courts. And the reason that I did that, JC, is so many times people justify expansion of federal review because, you know, they made good decisions, mm. right? Well, what, what about, uh, you know, the, the, the courts overturning racism, segregation, and all this other stuff? And I tell them, look, for every unconstitutional judicial review claiming the Supreme Court protects our rights, I can show you at least one example of the destruction of our rights through the federal courts. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think that's probably the summary of what Richard Henry Lee was saying there. But we we have to understand that we have a political situation where we have not only politicians, but judges who act more like politicians and do the very bad behavior that they're supposed to be removed from office for. JC and I have an amazing video for you today. This is a video of uh, uh, what I would call, you know, when I teach JC about uh, First Amendment, about freedom of speech, about the right to petition, the right to protest, I like to, to remind people that the there are different kinds of public assemblies and America is more used to having rallies than they are to having protests because the purpose of a protest is not the purpose of a rally. The purpose of a rally is to engage the troops, to encourage the troops. Go ahead, look it up on in, in your dictionary. You'll see that the purpose of a rally is to call together the troops to redirect them to energize them to get back in the battle to receive their new orders for for the battle but a protest is very different the purpose of a protest is to shame and this is a a beautiful friend of ours uh who is accurately engaging in the shaming process and I was very, very, very uh, pleased for Vanessa uh, to to share Vanessa's video with you guys so you can get a good idea of what it looks like to share. You want to give some background on this, JC? Uh, yeah, so it's a, a Hillsborough County, um, Hillsborough County Commission. They uh, passed an illegal tax, collected illegal tax. The Supreme Court of Florida has now ruled that or gave the opinion that uh, it was an illegal tax. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're supposed to return the money to the people in some, in some manner. So they came up, they've come up with some cockamamie scheme where that the people have to come with, uh, you know, truckloads of receipts. Yes to prove some purchases or whatever in Hillsborough County and, and, and all this big old rigmarole of how you have to prove it, that essentially sets up a system that's going to discourage a majority of the people from even doing anything. And so it seems it like it makes it impossible for yeah, them. It seems to like actually... the intent is to make it so hard that nobody does it 
uh, or make it impossible to do so then they can hang on to the money and then do whatever they want to make it disappear, go away into their pockets. So stealing with impunity is basically what this is because the Supreme Court has held that this was an illegally collected tax. So our friend here, Vanessa Vasquez with the New Tampa Republican Club uh, decides to confront one of the county commissioners who's given an interview on the street about the issue. Um, and so she confronts her right there in the open. Yeah. So I'm pulling it up there. I was just making sure I got the sound. And on she there killed this time. It. She did. It's awesome. <laughs> so uh, let's, it's let's hilarious. watch her. It's great. I thought it was fun. Commissioner Overman. <laughs> So Commissioner Overman is actually being recorded by the media. She's being interviewed by the media. And Vanessa hops in here and absolutely takes over the media, who spends all their time butt-kissing her. Uh, It's just amazing. We'll jump right in. Because it's really the so these so-called journalists... They're apologists for these politicians right mm-hmm. here. They, they suck up, kiss their behind. They never ask them anything tough. They cover for them. And so they're le- basically letting her give her propaganda um, to the news or to the people mm-hmm. through their news stations. And so Vanessa jumps in here and confronts them. You can't really hear what... Uh, Overman is Yeah, saying, you won't hear what Overman, Overman says. Here wants we go. To steal the money. Commissioner Overman wants to steal the money from the people of Hillsborough County. And she's here telling people, she's here telling the media that she wants to take your money and not give it back. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Who, who, who saves money? Who saves those receipts? Who saves receipts? Who doesn't have a business? Who's not used to who's, who's not used to itemizing that? Who does that? Regular people don't save receipts, and you're trying to make it difficult for us to get our money back. How dare you? You stole that money illegally. That was an illegal tax. That was an illegal tax. Supreme Court said so. Why are you being difficult and giving us our money back? Huh? You have nothing to say now, right? You have nothing to say. She has nothing to say. She has nothing to say because she wants to take your money and she hopes that you don't say anything about it. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Speak up now. Awesome. Go ahead, say something. Say something to the people. Why you want to take their money? She was sure willing to talk a few minutes ago. Yeah, illegally, illegally. It has been collected illegally. Supreme Court said so. She had a lot to say when the media was it, it, up there trying a, to take It's an opinion her. of all the people of Hillsborough County. Whether you're Democrat, whether you're Republican, you need to return that money to people. You need to return the money. People have a way to get their money back, right? She's making it difficult for so people to get their money listen, back. Listen to the she journalist answering the for the, the commissioner's office are making it difficult for people to get their money this back. This is what kind of hacks they are. Either you send a check to everyone, a tax, a sales tax stimulus, a sales tax stimulus, or you give us our tax holiday. That's for everyone in Hillsborough County. Now I'm going to pause for just a second, JC, because she has three very reasonable, three very simple, three very uh, inclusive solutions to the same problem mm-hmm. that would benefit all of Hillsborough County to get their money back. Right. You either cut a check equally for everybody in Hillsborough County, mm-hmm. you offer some kind of stimulus, or I like this is better, give a tax holiday. Right. Right? Give us a whole weekend where we shop in Hillsborough County and we don't pay a single sales tax because what this was was an illegally ratified sales tax that took money from every person buying things in Hillsborough County. And I can't make out exactly how Overman says it, but she, she basically, when, when Vanessa is talking about it being illegal, she, she, she basically answers with, well, people were paying it. Yeah. She's about to say that. She <laughs> said, well, over 60% of the people paid it. I mean, it. are you kidding me? Yeah. That's not difficult. Why are you trying to make it difficult? It was easy for you to take our money, but now when we are asking for it back, you want to be difficult about it. How dare you? How dare you? You may want to ask the attorney 
Yeah, that's right there. That's where she says over 60% so of people. Just so everyone knows. Just so everyone knows. She wants to steal your money. Commissioner Oberman wants to steal your money. She's dead she on the street and shouted, everybody so walking by. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? That's what you're doing. You're standing there saying that it's ridiculous for people to ask for their money back. That's what you just finished saying. I recorded all of it. And notice that Give us our money back. not interested in recording. Give us our money back. Overman has to say. They're it's not, not a difficult not thing. covering it. It was stolen mm -hmm. illegally. It was taken illegally. The, the Supreme Court... The Supreme Court said it was obtained illegally. She was trying to justify right there the taking of that tax. Yeah, that's the 60%. Because you lied about it. You lied about what it was. You said it was to fix the roads. Our roads aren't fixed. Our roads aren't fixed. Okay, thank you very much for your opinion. I appreciate it. No, you do not. Yeah, you do not so appreciate it. Give me my money back. She's in the public eye. She's being recorded. So she gives me she my tries money back. Play well, I, I appreciate it. your of, of you nonsense. to tell you that it's a uh, it's a disgrace what you're doing it's a disgrace everyone she doesn't want to give you your tax money back she stole it illegally and she doesn't want to give you your tax money back it was an illegal an illegal uh sales tax here in hillsborough county and she doesn't want to give you your money back are you aware of that are you aware of that I appreciate your point of view. Now I'm going to go interview shut over. It down. Yeah, there shut you go. It down. <laughs> well, there you have what it looks like to actually shame someone publicly. Yeah. That is a a shaming happening right there on the public streets. I can't even imagine what Overman was thinking as she was going, uh, you know, what she was thinking when she went home and, you know, and I, the media was so, so disgusting in the whole thing. Yeah. The guy who was a reporter with a microphone was the one that was answering for her. Yeah. They're trying to answer for her. Well, then the, the lady at the end turned, well, you, you at such and such a protest or whatever, trying to, you know, oh, well, you're you're one of you're part of this group. And, you know, like mm -hmm. basically you're you're one of those insurrectionist, subversive right. troublemakers. Right. That, right. That's exactly. why you're doing this. You're part of that group. Yeah. Uh, so she starts down that track. So right. that's the thing. This is, I think, News Channel 5. I forget what it is. Um, but this is the local. This is what the and it's probably same anywhere. But this is the local journalism here in Hillsborough County, in the Tampa area. So they're they're apologists. For these corrupt politicians they don't challenge them right they don't hold them accountable i mean that's why we need people like bernie thompson what bernie thompson does as a journalist mm -hmm. holding the politicians accountable these guys don't do that that's supposed right. to be the job of a journalist and they don't do it and and it's just it it, it is appalling to me that the these journalists had anything to say yeah they they are there to report what's happening to, they to record and document what's right. happening and and the those guys injected themselves into the event in order to answer and and debate defend and defend and defend the politician so Who's that's not journalism you're a lapdog so the politician meanwhile is trying to shuck and die jive and deflect from the fact that she was instrumental in passing an unconstitutional collection of the money of the people that the Supreme Court deemed to be illegal. And now she is complicit in an organized crime racket in Hillsborough County, Florida, to prevent the people from getting their money back. Yeah. And I just... I think it was just amazing. I'm so impressed with Vanessa. I don't know if she, see, I, I haven't talked to Vanessa. I don't even know if she was like there. She just walked up and, and, and the boldness was like, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm going to shame her right here. If she got a tip that, that, that Overman was going to be there because obviously the media was there and Overman was there. And I don't know if it was supposed to look like they just accidentally caught Overman on the street, but the media doesn't work like that. They don't just accidentally catch people. No. So it looked really set up. So right. I don't know. Yeah, stage. Isn't yeah, that interesting totally how they're staged. like, let's get you to stand on the sidewalk. Like, right. You know, cause you're, you're a woman of the people. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Overman, by the way, Overman was one of the county commissioners that really hated me during the lockdown. And she and uh, the, the chairman, Les Miller, tried to write a, an intro to the meetings that told us we're not allowed to talk to the commissioners. Mm -hmm. We're not allowed to criticize the commissioners that we have to just simply share our feelings without referencing anything about the commissioners themselves. Yeah. And I slapped them with a first amendment letter. She, Overman was the leader in pushing for all the, the bans and the mandates, mm -hmm. the outdoor curfews. Yeah. Oh yeah. She wanted people arrested locked, on the lock everybody in their homes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's, she's a raving lunatic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Rock Rock makes a good point there earlier. He said, um, you know, a man wouldn't be able to get away with that. Mm -hmm. And before anybody finds that offensive, I think that's that's true is a good point. And it's illustrates, you mean if it was a man instead of Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you you see that like in political debates. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's it, despite all the the destruction of societal norms, it's still kind of a thing. Like if a man's being aggressive with a woman like that, mm -hmm. it, you know, it could be problems. Mm -hmm. um, so this illustrates the point of why, why you need strong women and thank God we have them involved in this arena. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So this is another example of why moms and wives and sisters and daughters, why, why women have to be involved yeah. in this fight in some, in some instances like this, they can do things and say things that need to be said and done that uh, that a man might not be able to oh, get away with. Vanessa's in the chat room here. She says Overman waited for the crowd to leave. I went to a local restaurant and saw her laughing and giggling with those reporters before the interview right. I recorded. Yep. See, this is why you have to be educated. You have to be educated to the point where you can be activated at a moment's notice. Vanessa is educated. Vanessa is a, a student of liberty. She is She's also uh, a, a student of, of the legislature. She's plugged into what's happening in her community. She is activated at a local level. So she didn't need somebody to write a script for her. Yeah. She knew exactly how to step up. And kudos, Vanessa, for not engaging in a rally, but in engaging in a protest where you shamed this woman. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying, Eric, that a man can't do that or could not do that. What, I, what I'm saying, you know, people would be, uh, oh, you know, because because he's being abusive a and it's yeah. a female. Look how he's yeah. treating a female and misogyny, whatever, which, you know, yeah. we, who cares? Whatever you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, um, you know, sometimes strategically speaking, um, a woman can can do things like that when another when it's a female <laughs> politician. Um, if our friend they don't have to put up with all that if nonsense. our friend debbie was gonna was was with us right now she could actually she could actually uh testify to this but i don't know if you remember this jc debbie and i were at uh a a political function and this was back in 2013 i think and the u.s house rep for the panhandle was a representative named jeff miller mm -hmm. and Jeff Miller was at this event, and at that time, I was very well-educated on the Patriot Act, and I was teaching people and advocating the, you know, getting rid of the Patriot Act, and, and Jeff Miller was a staunch supporter of the Patriot Act. Well, we, we actually ended up in the same place, and I asked him. Now, you have to understand, Jeff Miller, uh, if you guys don't know me, never seen me, I'm not a very tall person. I'm a small person. And you can't tell because our seats are different. I mean, JC's probably sitting six inches below me right now. But Jeff Miller is this really huge guy. I mean, huge this way and big this way. And I, I, I confronted him at this thing and I asked him, I said, why are you supporting the destruction of our rights? Why are you supporting the Patriot Act? Can we talk about the Patriot Act and how it destroys the liberty, how it's contrary to our constitution? And he was like freaking out. Mm -hmm. He was not having any of it. And we were standing in very close quarters. It was very busy. And as he tried to get past me, I 
chalk with my hands and I bumped him and he starts, this big man starts yelling. She hit me. She hit me. Did everybody see that? She hit me. And we were all like, what? Laughing at him. Laughing? Are you kidding me? We're like, everybody, he just made a fool of himself. But if that had been the other way around, mm, you see, right. if I had been a man and Jeff Miller had been a woman, then there would have been a bigger deal going on because right. everybody just looked at him like it was crazy. And so and that's the thing. That's you my, have to be involved, yeah. ladies. Well, that's my that's my point. You can use, you know, you basically use their tactics against them, turn it around, mm -hmm. you know, so you nullify that nonsense. Right. That that they would be spouting because. You, you can't say, oh, look at the dude was yelling at this woman. Eh, wasn't a dude there. So yeah. shut up. Yeah. So that's just a, I just want to point that out. It's a way that, because I, I teach the students and we, in our, how to run for office in the political campaigning class. And I'm like, look, turn, turn these idiotic tactics that the left use, uh, turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it, turn it against them. You know well, what I I'm mean? Well, I'm just, I'm just So you can tactically send your strong here. ladies out there. <laughs> yes. And you know, they can rough it up. Yeah. And yeah. You, you undermine that nonsense. And we are, we are the heritage of our founding mothers. Which who I were say out there gonna, doing this. I by mean, the way. I know most of, <laughs> most of us, we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just yeah. saying you strategically can undermine them mm -hmm. with that technique, but I'm going to say what I'm going <laughs> to say. I'm not, I, I don't care about their whining and screaming about that bull crap. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to do that anyway. Right. I'm just saying, uh, you know, this it can be a powerful tool to mm -hmm. diffuse their identity politics. Speaking, and she did an awesome job. Yes, she did. Very good. Kudos, <laughs> Vanessa. I'm very. I'm with you now. I, I treasure okay. my patriarchy. <laughs> Amen. So, speaking of disgusting politics, I wanted to share with you a video of Miss Nancy Pelosi. Now, let me shed the background for this. So, they're looking for a new funding mechanism, right? 1.9 billion with a B capital security bill. Listen to this garbage. Leaf filter oh, is rolling into neighborhoods great. to end gutter cleaning Never mind. forever. <laughs> On this side of the house, we see gutters clogged with leaves. Can I skip? There we go. All right. Well, now, who could have imagined that the president of the United States would incite an insurrection? Should we have been prepared for that? Who would have imagined that? But could we have been prepared better? Yes. And we know what we must do now. We must do now. What we must do now, according to Nancy Pelosi, is spend $1.9 billion to... to Capital security, maybe $1.9 billion will hire capital security guards that will not invite people in. Does anyone find her hand movements strange? Is it just me? You want to go back and look at it again? We can do that. It just, it just struck me as unnatural. I mean, well, you I think she's like weakened at Bernie's, yeah. But it was a, it's yeah. So let's watch again. Maybe I'll make it, it strange. bigger so you can see it. So we know what is possible now. Who could have imagined that the president of the United States would incite an insurrection? See how Should she this alternates like choreographed. Yes. Who would have imagined Weird. that? But could we have been prepared better? Yes. And we know what we must do now. We must do now. Yeah, it's you're right, JC. It's almost like That's it's strange. choreographed. Like, like, like she's somebody signaling told her. Something. Yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> oh no, JC. Some, some of you, some signals. of you, some of you Illuminati <laughs> guys. I know some of you guys just all into the symbols and hand signals and all that Illuminati stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Like that. That looked weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she was, she like went here, like she when she first came out like this, and here, here, and it was like back and forth with. Each hand, like that, looks strange. I think what was going on. I well, I think that she she's always just does that. So unnatural to begin with that people are trying to train her to be as ironic as it sounds. They're trying to train her to be more natural, which ends up always looking contrived. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe that's what was going on. I I don't look. It didn't look natural. Crazy. I, she, she never looks natural. But anyway, I didn't mean to. 
go off on a tangent. No, just like, no, it's fine. Weird. Yeah. No, she is weird. I don't, I, first off, she shouldn't be, she should be at home retired. I don't, there's no, but anyway, whatever. Yeah. Right. Mary. It's like, she was thinking about it while she was talking. Like it seems yeah, so, that's why, so deliberate mm -hmm. yeah. that it, Right. That's Seems why I said it was choreographed. Yeah. Somebody, she practiced that and they said, make, here, make and they sure were doing this. speak with your hands. Yes, this is going to be more and powerful. And use this and for more now. Impactful. And, yeah. Yeah. And so you got to do that when yeah. you speak. Yeah. You're right. No, I believe, I believe it was choreographed. I believe it was trained. I believe that she's, they're trying to make her let, look less drunk all the time. And it's probably and, an indication of how you know when somebody's lying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I bet it, Oh, there's I, I people there's that study that. body yeah. language that can do that. I love exactly. that body Theatrics. language. Exactly. Yeah. John. I mean, it, so yeah. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about this because JC and I had gotta, one of our grease, the clone joints hall family had one of our, our hall family conversations. I'm actually going to do this a different way. Um, I'm going to do it this way. Cause I want to go between these screens pretty uh easily without having to do all that other crazy stuff oh i need to sorry guys i forgot yeah, whoever got was a video whoever was controlling nancy from the back room they might need new batteries in their remote <laughs> maybe that that's the weekend at bernie's yeah, yeah seriously all right so jc and i have in our conversation about ufos right because jc and i are sci-fi fans uh i grew up on star trek uh big sci-fi stuff. We even had a conversation with Sonny about the history of sci-fi, you know, how, how people in 1938 believed that actually believed at least a small a portion of them that America was being invaded by, by Martians. War of the world. War of the worlds was 1938. And so this has been a phenomenon that has been, you know, prevalent, you know, uh, you know here in America for, for many, many decades. And what's interesting to me, and this is what I had the conversation I had with JC, ever since the beginning of UFOs as a conversation, the government has been adamant that it's all a hoax, that it's not real. You know, you got all these people running around, all the evidence of UFOs, all of this stuff. And now all of the sudden, now all of the sudden, even after declassified documents over the years and government saying, well, you know, we redacted, but you can't see it's really all a hoax. It's a weather balloon, whatever, you know, right? And so now all of a sudden, UFOs are real. Obama has this big interview with James Corden um, on the Late Late Show and talks about UFOs being real. And then you have the Pentagon. You have the Department, Department of Defense confirms a leaked video of unidentified aerial phenomenon is real. So this stuff is coming from the Pentagon. Now, I'm not saying what, what's interesting is now I why I have videos up here, because I want you to see this, because I want you to realize that the explanation is still available that this is not a UFO. A really reasonable explanation. And I'm going to show you the reasonable explanation. But the Pentagon says this video is a video taken by a Navy pilot on board a ship. Okay. And uh, they're talking about how uh, this is actually a UFO or whatever that is. And... I want to show you a video also after we get this to come up because CNN, I, I have all this stuff planned and it just doesn't work. Whatever. But all right. So here you have the video taken from the ship by a pilot. And they're saying, no, 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 this is a UFO. Pentagon says, yes, this is a UFO, an unidentified aerial phenomenon. Now watch this. Okay. This video is taken, is an explanation by a man who is actually a videographer. And this is a very good explanation. So I just want to show you what he says. The video does not show a pyramid. 
There's a triangle shape, but that looks exactly like an effect caused by a bright light being out of focus, and a night vision camera with a triangular iris, like this one. Mm -hmm. Or a triangular lens cover, like this one. This effect is known as bokeh. It's also probably a plane, because it blinks in the same pattern as a Boeing 737, and the ship, the USS Russell, was directly is under the route of planes flying into Los Angeles from Hawaii Yeah, he'll explain Asia. that. There are a couple more triangles in the scene. Yeah. Those are probably stars, because they look exactly like stars taken with a night vision camera out of focus with a triangular iris. Uh -huh. There's some bright lights at the start of the Pyramid UFO video. That's probably Jupiter and some stars, because it matches exactly where Jupiter and some stars were on that day. They don't show up as sharp triangles, because the cameraman has not zoomed in yet. But they look the same shape as the supposed flashing pyramid does when it first arrives. There's some points of light in the video that sometimes look like stars. They are not stars. They are random noise, stray electrons well, in the image like intensifier tube. They burst. change from frame to frame. Mm -hmm. All kind of weird they shape. don't show up as triangles so as they form in the shape? image intensifier tube, which is behind the iris, so they, they are not affected this. by it. I first saw this video one week ago, on April the 8th. I instantly realized it looked like a plane from the flashing lights, and quickly figured out that Bokeh was the best explanation for the triangular lights. But I had no evidence, and no night vision monocular, and couldn't find a night vision monocular that had a triangular iris. So I tried duplicating it by taping a triangular hole in the front of my regular camera. This gave nice triangles for lights and stars when out of focus. I also found that taping holes in the front of night vision monoculars was actually something people did, although I couldn't find any triangular shapes. Then, a breakthrough. Jesse3959 on Metabunk took a look at his night vision monocular and discovered, hey, it has a triangular iris. I asked him for some footage of lights and stars, and he delivered. Then using a styrofoam holder, he recorded the output with his phone. He changed the focus, and that changed the size of the triangles. And when he filmed the darker sky, you get exactly the same faint stars and sparkly noise that you do in the Pyramid UFO video. Yep. Identical. Then, another breakthrough. A friend told me he had a military-style PVS-14 military. night vision monocular. Night vision binoculars. He taped a triangular hole on the front and got just the same results as with a triangular iris. Lights took on a triangular shape that changed with focus. Stars looked like the faint objects in the Pyramid UFO video, and we get the exact same noise. This PVS-14 footage also shows a circular glare around the triangular bokeh something that appears See, in the, the pyramid UFO footage the and that people thought yep. was evidence that it was actually triangular shaped. But it's not. The circular glare is just spreading light. It happens all through the camera so it looks round and even. The triangle is a different thing, only yeah, affected by the front iris or lens cover, so the triangle and circle are independent. So why couldn't the Navy figure this out? Why did they confirm the videos were real? Why does it show up on a slide for the UAP task force described as an unknown unmanned aerial system at 700 feet. Well, the key thing here is that the task force investigates sightings that were initially unidentified. So now this he gets into this thing about what's going on. But I really, what I wanted you to see was his explanation of how this, and to show you in, in, uh, conclusively that there still is a reasonable explanation as to uh, why these are not UFOs. So then my question becomes, why is the Department of Defense, why is the Pentagon now claiming that these are UFOs when a very reasonable and rational explanation says otherwise? Being set up. Being set up for something. What is that? I don't know. You find out when they spring it. But it sounds like a setup to me. First off, we we got the whole Space Force thing bumping up. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, here's here's an entire new market yep. for the warmongers to build all sorts of equipment and weapons and and you know God knows what. To we got to defend ourselves in case of potential attack or this or that. Like so, this is the new the the new robber barons again i mean cuz you look at stuff going on as far as different wars now we're getting out of afghanistan right. and that all this things winding down they got a brand new frontier 
right of warmongering and weapon making so this With is a invariably massive, an unlimited revenue stream yes an unlimited revenue unlimited. stream yep. because you're fighting an unknown enemy which in the minds of the people over decades has become this this omnipotent source that we have no idea right this these powerful aliens that can come i mean you saw alien right the movie aliens then you got the movie predator You've got all this film stuff coming out. So in the minds of the American people, even in 1938, thought we were being invaded by Martians. Can you imagine how much money that they can make off of, how much tax dollars they can make and convince people, right? Mm -hmm. Because the key to tax dollars for defense is making the people willingly do it, right? Because that's your biggest, biggest fundraiser. And JC, it is also the most successful excuse to whittling away the rights of the people. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, as, as, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. As John says, you also have the spiritual deception that's behind all of that as well. There's, it's all about deceiving the people because yes, you're right. MC deception equals money. And that's what this is all about. Brainwashing the people so they'll give away their rights, they'll surrender their liberties, and they'll pay the government to do it. I'm not saying that, that people don't see things flying. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it is clear that this instance where the Department of Defense and the Pentagon finally admit something to be a UFO is clearly not a UFO. Right. Clearly not. So if it's clearly not and can be explained just as easily like that, you have to ask yourself why after all the years, after all of the unidentified flying objects that people have seen that were actually flying objects, mm -hmm. why would they hook their wagon to this? It's yeah. just unbelievable to me. And I'm not somebody that openly, you know, that automatically demisses the possibility of life in other places. So I just want to know why this, why now will they hook their wagon to something that's so easily dismissed with, with just a little bit of knowledge. And why is it that they think the people will buy this? Yeah. I mean, and I don't know what some of the stuff, you know, people say some of the stuff they see could be, different technology oh yeah from other countries or whatever i mean uh, that to me or from here i mean how many people know that we actually developed the yeah. the the stealth bomber in the 40s right. so when people are seeing a flying saucer that looks like a shape of a triangle in the 50s they're looking at a stealth bomber they can't right. tell you oh yeah you're I right you think, saw our stealth bomber but i think real or not real what you know whatever is mm -hmm. going on the gov I think the government, what I think the motivation is the government is trying to capitalize and the and the war machine trying to capitalize on a new revenue stream. You know what just came to my mind, JC? This, this is a big money industry now. You, you would birthed. what just gave, came to my mind, an old saying. If you give a man a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, we've now created space force. We've created a whole new hammer. Now we got to start creating some nails. Right. Because what's the point of how will you justify a space force if there's no enemy, especially as you said, we're 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 leaving all these battles. Well, and that doesn't mean that because people get all wrapped around the axle. Oh, Donald Trump space force. It doesn't mean that's not the same thing as saying that was created for that purpose. But no. now that it is created like the 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 military industrial complex can look and say, oh, well, now that he just created that. Oh, man, here's our opportunity. Right. So it doesn't mean I mean, you can pick either or I don't care. It doesn't. But I'm just saying one is not they're not mutually exclusive. It doesn't mean that. Oh, well, well, this can't be. It's not the deep state because Donald Trump created this. Well, after Donald Trump created it, if that's the tack you want to take, they could have looked and said, hey, there's an opportunity. Now let's let's run all this this uh, misdirection and disinformation so we can give justification for them to start spending hundreds of billions of dollars to put into our pocket to make all, you know, all these things to save them from the threat. I'm telling you, that's what's coming. 
come. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter where all that, the, the creation of Space Force or any of that thing. You you think, you okay, think so you the think cabal Donald Trump is going to just sit by and not seize an opportunity like that okay. to fill their pockets? All right. You think Donald come Trump on. invented Space Force? Uh, no, okay. that, that's not true. I'm just saying. So, when people, I'm, no, no, people I'm just saying. It, right. It, this the Space Force is not Donald Trump's thing. Space no. Force is something that somebody brought to Donald Trump and he said, OK, it looks like a all, good all thing. That, so. my, all that's my point is all that's beside the point that, that has that's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Who cares who invented it? What, why does that mean? Why does that mean then the cabal is not taking advantage of it? Yeah. To right. rob humanity right. and control them. Oh, OK. Right. Uh, oh, oh, guys, like like the cabal is going, oh, man, uh, Donald Trump, he created he created the Space Force. So we can't take advantage of that. We, we're going to have to we're going to have to our, just keep our hands off of that. We can't corrupt that because Donald Trump made it. That's your reasoning. OK. No. <laughs> In the world. Yeah, that's right. Mo money, mo money, mo money. Who thinks like that? Come on, people. <laughs> <sighs> yep, yep. There we are. There we are. Can I? Let's see. What are you doing, JC? No, I'm, I'm trying to help people out. Let me uh, help them out. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay. Da, 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 da. You, the U.S. Space Force traces its roots to the beginning of the Cold War with mm -hmm. the first. Air Force space program starting in 45, 54 Western Development Division established first dedicated space organization within the U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, Air Force Space Command was established one September 1982. Okay, so just so you guys understand, I'm not going to run through the whole history because people are saying this in the thing. Donald Trump created Space Force. Okay, what does that mean? What did Donald Trump do? What Donald Trump did was consolidate various pre-existing mm -hmm. uh, agencies within the Department of F Defense into a singular industry uh, entity called Space Force Command, whatever they call mm -hmm. it now. Okay, so Donald Trump did not invent or create anything. Technically speaking, Donald Trump ordered the reorganization of things that already existed. So I don't know, I don't know what you misunderstood there, but to say Donald Trump created Space Force, if you if you mean he brought something into the existence that never existed, uh, if that's what you mean, that's incorrect. JC, you have some stuff up on our on our board here. And I'm gonna hand the remote over to you. And I want you to lead the people through what you have up here. The next three are the tabs that you had. So um, I think if you just click on the share screen, you might be able to see them. Okay. Yep. There you go. I don't know oh, about leading, but just. Uh, give me just one second. Let me. There we go. All right. Okay. There you go. Tell us what's going on here, JC. I uh, just wanted to mention that. Just wanted to. Highlight another news story. Um, there's a um, re regulation proposal. Oh, this came across my newswire. I didn't, I hadn't had a chance to look at it. Now I'm really interested. <laughs> um, well, just your another CRT update. And uh, just basically a, a grant program and regulation program about uh, essentially about the inclusion of CRT. So this Critical is a, race theory. This into, is a federal grant program. Yeah. Right. To put critical race. Department theory. of Education proposes two priorities for the American history and civics education programs, including the presidential and congressional academies for American history and civics and national activities program. Um, we may use these priorities for competitions in fiscal year 2021 and later years. We propose these priorities to support the development of culturally responsive teaching and learning and the promotion of information literacy skills in grants under these programs. So this is this is basically going to going to guide this another point of guiding uh, what the priorities are for uh, really directing history teaching mm -hmm. uh, in 
essentially any school connected to influenced by supported by funded by the government. Um, and you'll notice in the write up, I know you probably can't see all this, but um, this is at regulations.gov. I, I think the comment period is passed at this point. Um, but the title proposed priorities, the American comment history, due date was May 19th, American history yesterday. and civics education. Um, and if you scroll down, I'll, I'll just go down to the bottom and it, or let me go right here because it refers to uh, the purposes. Just as an example, take into account systemic marginalization, biases, inequities and discriminatory policy and practice in American history. Incorporate racially, ethnically, culturally, linguistically diverse perspectives. Encourage students to criti uh, critically analyze diverse perspectives, blah, 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 race, 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 critical race theory. Um, and the lady writing this up uh, references the 1619 project. So it's American history civics education programs can play an important role in this critical effort by supporting teaching and learning that reflects the breadth and depth of our nation's diverse history and vital role of diversity in our nation's democracy. These are all code words for yes. teaching the critical race theory there. There is a growing acknowledgement of the importance of including in the teaching and learning of our country's history, both the consequences of slavery and the significant contributions of black Americans to our society. This acknowledgement is reflected, for example, in the New York Times landmark 1619 project and in the resources of the Smithsonian's National uh, Museum of Amer African American History. Um, Notice this next paragraph. This is tremendous. Accordingly, schools across the country are working to incorporate anti-racist practices into teaching and learning as the, quote, scholar Ibram X. Kendi has expressed, quote, an anti-racist idea is any idea that suggests the racial groups are equals in all their apparent differences, that there is nothing right or wrong with any racial group. Did you notice that? So it's bad to say ideas we're argue equal. Racist policies are the cause of racial inequality. So she's quoting, she's quoting Kendi, uh, one of the leading voices. And so here, his book, uh, "How to Be an Anti-Racist." Uh, it's it's interesting to look at the references. So sixteen nineteen project down here, uh, Ibram X. Kendi, uh, Dorothy Steele, and and even right here, the AFL CIO. Uh, union as a suggestion on how education ought to ought to work. So, you know, just just another public service announcement that uh, any, you know, basically any school connected with government. Uh, this is this is where it is. So this me, is going to be this is the leading and guiding sort of direction. Let me explain something, some language that's in here for you, just so you understand. It says here. Uh, we may use these priorities for competitions in the fiscal year 2021 and later years. Uh, they're not talking about holding spelling bees. You see, federal law prohibits the federal government. The very act that created the Department of Education prohibits the Department of Education from dictating or prescribing or even mandating any kind of curriculum whatsoever. So what they do is they create this little game where school districts compete for funding. And when they are granted the funding, then they have to take the curriculum. So they trick the schools into thinking that they're getting a prize and they're actually feeding them the corrosive education system through their their created mandated curriculum. So the curriculum is not mandated. They actually compete for the money so that they now have to have the curriculum. Yeah, well, this is what, this is how they encourage. So like, mm -hmm. these are the type of teachings, this is the type of the material that's going to be promoted. This is what receives the funding mm -hmm. where nothing else is funded. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So they entice this and, and promote it. So this is subsidized. It's subsidized by the federal government, mm -hmm. then brought into 
the curriculum. So since that's what gets the grants and fundings and this is the structure being built, then that's what your teachers are taught. That's what's included in the textbooks. And what your school districts, you need to have them run the numbers. Because what your school districts think is they have to have this money to survive. That is the big lie. And we've seen that lie actually proven to be so over when Barack Obama was president and Michelle Obama was dictating the food menus for the school districts. There are many school districts across America who refused the federal menu from, from the Obamas. And they said, okay, fine. If you're not going to take our federal menu, we're not going to give you federal lunch money. You know, the whole yeah. thing. And what they found out was by refusing the federal lunch money, they actually had more money. If they took the federal lunch money, they were twenty to $30,000 in the red every year because of all the red tape, because of all the, the policy, because of all the, the people they had to hire just to, to create the environment and to follow all the rules. So when they got rid of the money, they didn't have to have all that stuff. And they actually found themselves to be 10, 12, sometimes even $20,000 ahead. And they could run their own school lunch program locally as the students needed it. This, so you have to run the numbers. It's all a lie. Yeah. Well, this, and it's a little different than that. In this case, this is a, this is, this is enticement. This is, you know, they're looking to be able to fund this. And, uh, and, and Larry, Larry is correct. This is revolutionary neo-Marxism. Remember, this is, this stuff is not about race. It really isn't about race. Right. Race is a pretense. This is neo-Marxist ideology, this revolutionary neo-Marxism uh, that is intent on overthrowing this country, period. And I, I just I'm, 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 I don't I don't think you unwind this from the public school system, from the government school system, be that college, public school, uh, grade school, elementary, high school, whatever. I, I don't know that. You unwind that. And this is more insidious than mandated curriculum, because if they said here are the curriculum standards, this is what we're going to include. That's a curriculum. Then you could you could address that directly. Mm -hmm. Right. You could fight that and say, we don't want that. Get that out of here. This goes at the teachers and the students. Right. So here's a grant. Here's free money. Here You get to go. You get to do this. You get to build this. Here's free money to publish your books. Here's free money to build your to build this, to build that, to do whatever. So it gets right at the shaping of the minds of the people being brought into the system to shape the system. So it's much more insidious than simply mandated curriculum. So you see. Right. You'll see even the uh, the sort of. I, what, what would you call it? I don't know. People are talking about, like, I think there was a group of legislators talking about, well, you know, we need to ban CRT and that sort of thing, which is true, which I'm all for that. But um, it goes deeper. It goes deeper than that. And I don't know. I don't know how you quite how you roll that back other than I mean, people have to have I, I, I mean, from my perspective, the gospel is still the answer. You have to have regeneration of your mind morally to right. to to reject this immoral disgusting anti-human anti-freedom uh ideology so you know it's really at the heart of moral issue but as far as practical terms um th there has to be i think an alternative separate sustainable system people have to get out of this yes you have to separate from this we we're going yes. and and ultimately i don't know where that leads where that you're either get to the point where you starve out the idiocy or you're just sort of living in parallel, right. Uh, parallel societies, which is practically like that now, but it seems to me in pragmatic terms, uh, you're almost ultimately headed to. What we need, JC confrontation. Yes. Let me use that so word right there. What confrontation. We, but, what you're talking about really isn't as foreign as 
it should sound in our minds. It's not really parallel societies, it's local societies. There are certain things that should be conducted on the local level that are not run by the state level. There are many more things that should be run at the state level that are not run at the federal level. Schools should be at the most local of the levels at all. Down to like neighborhoods, they should be, that's how your schools should be controlled. That's how education should be run. When you talk about commerce, Commerce should be a local thing. It shouldn't be a state thing in majority. In majority, it should be a local thing. In 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 certain occasions, it should be a state thing. In very rare occasions, dealing with foreign affairs, it can be a federal thing. But we've got to get these things back to the local level so that people are having their communities reflective of the values of the people within that community. And that's that's just I mean, that's it sounds strange to us because for since the mid to the to the beginning to the mid 1800s, we don't realize how much we have adopted of this collectivism ideology. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that America was built on individual rights, built on individualism, built on societies of individuals, not societies as a whole. Yeah. So I, we've got to get rid of that. Yeah. And I, I, I just feel like people have to come out of it. Um, yeah. It, we're going to have to build a separate system. Yeah. I, I just, think we need our own chamber, it. Liberty chamber of commerce from farm to producer, to market, transport, doctors, dentists, pilots, planes, everything that you do every day. We need a Liberty Chamber of Commerce so we can shut down all of the these unconstitutional personal property robbing, right-destroying regulations. Yeah, well. And intrusions. It it uh it's interesting that UNC this last week that uh they're all up in arms about not granting tenure to one of the leading um, writers of this 1619 project yeah. garbage. And it, it is very interesting that she herself, like they all defend, Oh, this great history that she made. And she herself said about the 1619 project that it's not history. Yeah. She said, this project is not history. It's journalism that seeks to uh, re explain our history. Yep. So it's not history. It's, it's propaganda. All right, guys, don't forget, we have our event coming up in uh, Capitan. Is that you think you probably say it like that way? Capitan, New Mexico, Saturday, all day. Come and be a part of it. Uh, if you can't come for the whole event, come for as much as you can. And I really believe that if you come for some, you'll stay for all because it's going to be an absolute amazing event. And again, the location is at the Lincoln County Fairgrounds Barn. And JC and I would love to see everybody right there, everybody around there. Look, we're coming from Florida. Who can come farther than we can, we are just to be there? So thank you guys for joining Canadians. us today. Canadians. Well, we should have. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Who can beat us, right? I want to challenge you. Come farther than Florida to go to Capitan, New Mexico, and we will have we will put our education on. How's that? Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We are so honored to have you in our audience to be part of our Liberty First training. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. <laughs> Liberty over security, principle over party, truth over personality. Thank you guys. God bless. <laughs>